It's the most outrageous time of the year. No, oh definitely my God. not doing that one. Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms, because it is truly outrageous, and so is the comic, and so is Christmas slash Hanukkah or Candle Nights. Candle Nights is outrageous. December. December is outrageous. Let's do that. This, as you may have guessed, is our uh, it's our comic review episode where we look at the Gem and the Holograms holiday special issue. We realize that this is, you know, not December, but let's just let's just close our eyes and pretend. I was two thousand miles away from my recording equipment. It's fine. Yeah, you weren't even in the same country as your recording equipment. This holiday special came out before issue ten of the comic, but it actually takes place right after it. IDW scheduling is weird. You may remember that Pizzazz was an accident. She's not doing so great. As demonstrated by the previously page, all you really need to know is that the Misfits hate Gem and the holograms. They're opening for the Misfits on their West Coast tour. There are smooches going on. Between Stormer and Kimber. And yeah, Pizzazz was in a car crash. Uh, before we catch up to it, this is another issue by a guest artist. This is Amy Meberson, who is doing art for today. Uh, she also did the art for the Muppet Show comic that came out uh, a while back. She's the one who did the uh, adult version of Skeeter that looked really good. She does great art. She's very good. She does a lot of cute stuff, as you will see, because this episode is pretty much nothing but cute stuff. This is our holiday special, which means that we are basically just going to be getting into holiday shenanigans. And everything's going to be fine. It's going to be cute and fun. And it's going to be everything that holiday special should be. And this is also kind of correcting an error. Chris Sims has pointed this out a lot when he talks about Gem, is that uh, they never did a holiday special. They did a Halloween episode, but they never did a holiday episode. Which is weird, because everybody else did. Yeah. They didn't even do, like, a Life Day thing. I want them all in red robes now, walking into a sun. Oh my god, well, a coked out Carrie Fisher leans against Gem and sings a song. Anyway. Our holograms all apparently celebrate Christmas because we open with them carrying a Christmas tree to the car. I want to point out that in the first panel, uh, Shayna is completely disappeared inside the Christmas tree. Which is tricky to do because Meberson draws her hair magnificent and huge. And Kimber lets go of the tree to text and everyone falls over because, because Kimber. Which sounds a lot like Kimber. She doesn't even notice at first. It takes Aja to like scream at her like twice. Because guess what? Kimber is back together with Stormer, which means those two adorable little fuzzy lumpkins are going to be texting each other constantly. She doesn't even realize that she's completely dropped the tree on everyone until, like, page two. They're like, Kimber, come on, you have to lift it. And she's like, but I was barely even holding it. And Shane is like, not helping. That's it. The tree can go inside and we can strap Kimber to the roof. Speaking of strapping things to the roof, Aja has a system, apparently. Aja has the most amazing system. Because while some of the holograms have a conversation in the car about a Christmas party slash office function that they are going to this evening, Aja is basically crawling around on top of the car, appearing in windows, pulling up rope, and getting everything set up. It's amazing. While she's tying up the tree, a lumberjack comes by. 
Miss, would you like some help? He's a breed of of gentlemen that we're very used to seeing here in the Seattle area. He's wearing plaid, he looks kind of like a lumberjack, he's got a big old hipster beard, and he's pretty cute. He's got a forearm tattoo. He asks Aja if she needs some help, and she's like, nope. And he's like, you should really open the doors before you. And then Aja was like, nope, not the way I do it. And then she swings in the window and sits down next to Shayna and Jerrica. And as anyone should be, the lumberjacks immediately attracted to this and like, hey, my name's Fritz. You want to go? Nope. And he's got a little heartbroken emoji in his speech bubble. And Jerrica's like, kind of harsh. And I was like, ah, he's extremely handsome. He'll get over it. And we do see him in the next panel kind of getting over it, seeing another cute girl. Shayna, who was talking in the previous page, she is feeling a little bummed out right now because she's starting to notice that all of her sisters are dating people and she is starting to feel like a bit of a ninth wheel. She's starting to sort of ask uh, Aja about it, like, how do you get guys to just like you like that? How do you do that thing? And Aja's like, oh, it's the disinterest. It draws them like flies to honey. (laughs) Shayna, unfortunately, couldn't be disinterested if she tried, according to Aja, which means that Aja's methods simply won't work for her. Meanwhile, though, at the 5 by 5 Records holiday party slash office function in full ambiguous swing, which is a great establishing line. Because they are not really sure if this is a party or an office function, so they just sort of dressed for the ambiguity of it. And by the way, they all look so great. I also love that Kimber has gone for, like, full stage outfit and makeup. Oh, you're totally right. I hadn't noticed that. Like, everybody's got a little bit of makeup on, but yeah, she's got, like, the full, uh, she's got the full thing happening. Aja has gone angry goth, Kimber has gone full stage makeup, and then Shayna and Jerrica actually know how to dress themselves for something like this. And then the misfits spot them. Oh my god. I love the way this page is set up. With the flames and everything backing them as they spot each other across the party. And we've got, like, a little office worker and his Santa hat's falling off because you can feel it behind him. The waves of of hatred are so intense that they are knocking people's headgear off. It's really great. Pizzez here is also sort of whispering unbelievable in that her text bubbles all have the dotted line around them that indicate whispering. As Kit has mentioned before, this is actually what she's going to be doing for the rest of the issue and maybe the foreseeable future. Her voice has to be all quiet because otherwise she will wreck it. Man, as we have said before, that is an awful thing for Pizzazz to have to do. That's the worst thing you can do to Pizzazz. Uh, Before the misfits and holograms can start, like, dance fighting at each other, Elise comes by and sort of reintroduces herself to both the comic and to greet our guests. I really like the way Emmy Everson draws Elise. She looks great. Yeah, she looks adorable. She looks a little uh, younger and smoother than she does when Emma draws her, but it still looks really nice. And she introduces the idea of a secret Santa. You missed the drawing earlier, so we drew for you. Just get a gift for whoever is on your slip. And oh boy, oh boy, is this good. Again, this is really well set up. We have the character's face above the slip that they are holding. Oh, you have got to be kidding me. As Jerrica gets pizzazz. Right, let's go down the line. Jerrica has pizzazz. Pizzazz has Jem. Stormer has Shayna. Shayna has Stormer. Jetta has Aja. Ada has Jetta. And then Roxy has Kimber, and Kimber has Roxy, and oh my god. Nobody is happy here. Let's also take a moment to see that we start with Jerrica's hand holding the slip and end with Kimber's hand holding the slip. Kimber's got little cat nails. Delightful. And as everyone is so angry about all of this, we uh, cut to the foreground where off to the side, uh, Elise and her assistant, uh, Greta, are discussing this little plan. I do like how everybody else is kind of looking at each other, except for Pizzazz, who is looking over at Greta and Elise like, I know you did this. 
Yeah, because of course the drawing was rigged. Completely rigged. Elise is like, well, this could make them not tear each other apart, or it could make them tear each other apart. 50-50, could go either way. What alignment would this be? Chaotic neutral? She just wants to see the world burn. Unfortunately, this has completely soured the mood for the holograms, so they split. It's also soured the mood for the misfits as well. But my favorite is Fazaz being, I mean, I'm Jewish for hell's sake, does nobody care? Fazaz confirmed for Jewish. Like, I don't even have Christmas. What the hell is Santa? I don't care. I know it's your parents. Yeah, and then Shayna on the next page is insisting they got rickrolled, which leads to like a half-page conversation about memes. Sure, it started out being about the video, but the definition has clearly evolved, Aja. And Jarek is just so, so done with this conversation in the fourth panel. I love her expression on panel four. It's so good. <laughs> Guys. Oh my god, shut up! I don't even know who Rick Ashley is, declares Kimber. Ashley, he's... I don't care! I care that I have to buy a stupid Roxy a present. They consider just getting all of them coal. And Kimber's like, not Stormer, she shouldn't get coal. And Shayna, being the sweetheart mom of the group, is like, oh, okay, I got Stormer. I'll get her something good. Kimber is immediately dazzled by this. Oh my god, you should make her an amazing dress! Okay, sure. Do you know her measurements? I know everything. Kimber, when did that come up? Think of how weird people are about their stars. Um, There's probably a cover of the Misfits talking about all of their measurements in an interview in some magazine somewhere. Ew! I refuse to believe that that happens in this universe. I'm gonna say instead they have gone clothes shopping together. But Jerrica actually jumps from that and says, you know what, let's actually get them gifts and stuff. I mean, we, we got even when we held our own concert that totally wrecked their concert. Yeah, they're deciding to be the bigger people about this. And then I'll just like, well, my hand still aches in the rain. No, it doesn't. Well, it could. And Jerrica notes that what they did was unforgivable, but they were fine. They can still play in everything. And maybe it was just Clash acting on our own. I mean, we're the good guys. Yeah, more importantly, she acknowledges it that they don't actually know. This is a good opportunity to offer an olive branch. We're the good guys, right? And this is a pretty good gesture. Kimber, of course, is just going to directly ask Stormer, what should we get the misfits? Tell me, be specific. Subtlety is dumb. Kimber Button, subtlety is dumb. That is probably the perfect statement for Kimber. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could just crop that and have it be an icon, and that would that would be the quintessential Kimber moment. Meanwhile, with the Misfits, they are apparently out at some Italian restaurant or diner or something, and they are mad about these things. Jetta's like, I am not getting that ponce of a guitarist, meaning Aja, a present. What does a guitar player even want? Sorry, Storm, you know what I mean. Pizzazz, of course, is so upset that she is supposed to be getting Gem a freaking present. They are rivals. And Stormer interrupts this by saying, well, looks like they are getting us something. And Jetta goes, diabolical. And they're like, oh my god, we have to get them something, otherwise we'll look terrible. This is awful. What are we going to do? How much money do we have? And Stormer's just got this evil little grin on her face. She loves it. Oh my god, though, Amy Meberson might actually draw the cue to Stormer. Her expressions on this page, her like peeking over her phone and then like having that smug smile at the end. It's so cute. And then we get a cute little montage. It's an adorable montage. Shayna working on Stormer's dress and Kimber in the background is being an internet. Yes. 
And then we've got Jetta looking at bikes and helmets. Stupid Aja. Jerrica is trying to get something engraved. Roxy is shopping with just a show me everything at a clothing store. Aja is welding something and refuses to teach Kimber how to weld. Do not trust Kimber with a welding torch. No. Stormer seems to be antiquing and Pizzazz is not shopping. And her cat's on her shoulders. Just reading her freaking book, listening to some music, not dealing with this. And now for our B plot. This starts with um, Aja and Shayna heading out to a bar while uh, Jerrica and Rio are watching a movie and looking adorable. They're so cute. I'm so angry. Okay, so let's talk about Shayna's outfit. Because this has also been pointed out, but I, I recognized it by the sort of like leaf things. This is actually an updated version of the blue and gold outfit that Shayna was wearing when they go on the yacht and she meets uh, Anthony Julian for the first time. And it is adorable. It's such a good job updating it. It looks super cute. And she's also got like giant triangle hair again. I also really like um, Aja's updo with her hair. It looks fantastic. It's true. We haven't seen that outfit on her very much, but she looks super good. Aja says that she's got a date for Shayna. And we have drunk Shayna talking to the bartender. Shayna has had several glasses of wine. I, I like that she is so obviously drunk despite never saying that she is drunk because this is still a kid's book. It could be, if you really want to say it, it could just be because she is upset and tired. That's fine. Or maybe it's going to be like a JRPG and she has just been having a whole lot of juice and she feels good. This is Shayna after her date with hipster lumberjack dude and she is not happy. Not happy at all. She has wandered over to the bar and has started unloading her issues about her bad date to the bartender. Yeah, she's like, oh, he's the most boring person on earth. He's cute, but I hate him. And the bartender is like, your sister should know better. And she's like, no, it's not her fault. She, she thought I wanted a lumberjack. Even I thought I wanted a lumberjack. Uh, Shayna calls her date a fake hipster lumberjack, which is basically the opposite of being a real lumberjack. And then she notices that the bartender is awfully cute. Hey, you're cute. Thanks, you too. No! Yes! It's so cute! It's so cute! Aja comes to take Shayna home. Shayna is, is still awfully enamored with the bartender. Can he come too? It turns out that his name is Tony. That's right, people. That's short for Anthony! I explained this to John and uh, he was like, bartender is kind of a downgrade from music video director, isn't it? Maybe he owns the bar. This looks like a pretty swing bar. I also want to point out that the bar is called Pub Zero. That is not a pub. I know from pubs. I posited that perhaps Anthony actually records stuff in his spare time. Yeah, I can't imagine many people can uh, make a living as a full-time music video director anymore. Yeah, definitely not. If, if anything, he'd be like a YouTuber. And then after we have finally met Tony, hopefully we will see more of Tony because he is cute. We come to the day the presents have arrived. I had read this when it came out, which meant that it came out before issue 10, which meant that I was confused why Roxy and Jetta were at the same place. I do wonder how Aja and Kimber did it, or did they just ask Rio to kind of get it to where they needed to go? The important thing is, all of the misfits have gotten their presents, and their presents are great. Jetta and Roxy got some little Rock'em Sock'em misfits designed to look like them. Jerrica slash Jim got Pizzazz a cat collar with her cat's name on it, Mad Mardigan. It's engraved. It's got this cute little jingle on it. Also, the collar is the same kind of green that Pizzazz has in her hair. It's so cute. And it makes me want to rewatch Willow. Speaking of cute, 
Stormer's dress is so cute. Meanwhile, the holograms are opening up presents on what we assume to be Christmas morning. And Kimber got Synergy a present. Oh my god. And Synergy's able to project herself wearing it. It's a goofy Christmas tree hat. It's got ear flaps. Like, I know you can't really wear it, but I wanted to get you something. But I can wear it, Kimber. Thank you. I love it. And they've opened up everything else but the Misfits presents. And they're looking at it like there might be something that explodes in there. You know, considering cartoon misfits, it's not unreasonable. No. We all assume that Pizzazz did not get Jerrica slash Gem anything, and, you know, she wasn't really bothered by it. But Aja got a motorcycle helmet from Jetta. Is really cool looking. Kimber got a rainbow dash onesie from Roxy, and she puts it on immediately. Shayna got this gorgeous, uh, wh- what's the name for this thing? It's it's a it's an antique dress form. It's it's beautiful. I want it. Ding dong! It says in the bottom right hand corner as a visitor shows up. And Pizzazz is at the door because that cat collar she looked at and she was like, "Darn it!" Yeah, she's here to give Jim a present. And so Jerrica's like, "I'll go get her." She transforms into Jim into the worst costume. She does this thing right at the door where it's like, "Jim, coming." Let's talk about this awful outfit. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's like red glitter. And and she also has, it looks like that she went to a Hey Arnold Christmas special and stole Arnold's little hat. It's magnificent. And she comes to the door. Pizzazz throws a duffel bag at her feet with a happy holidays or whatever. Jim is like, what is this? And Pizzazz says, it's a gift. I call it a go bag. Every front woman should have one. I make Clash carry mine. You can probably get Jerrica to haul it around. And she also sewed 500 bucks into a secret pocket. You'd be surprised how many problems 500 bucks can solve. This is like the best present. This is an incredible present. This reminds me a lot, I was in theater in high school, and this reminds me a lot of the stage manager's kit that my friend, who is also a theater person, still keeps one of. It's just, you keep a box that has just about everything you could need for most emergencies that you're going to run into backstage, and it is cool to see, like, the musician equivalent of this. It is a great present, and Pizzazz is just sort of, mm, the collar was really thoughtful. I don't like to owe anyone, so now we're even. And then Shana's like, well, maybe there's hope for her yet, and I'll just... Is like, no. I wouldn't get to attach to that. As they walk back into the room where they got all their Christmas decorations up and they are family and together and things have worked out okay and it is a cute little holiday story. I'm feeling the warm fuzzies all over again, you guys. Not quite as uh, ridiculous and vaguely homicidal as the Transformers More Than Meets the Eye holiday special, but... To be fair, vaguely homicidal isn't quite the Gem Comics routine. Not yet it isn't. Dark Gem is coming. That is the Gem and the Holograms holiday special. I really enjoyed this, you guys. The art was super cute. The writing was fun. The colors as ever were spectacular. It's all adorable. I love the character development opportunities that holiday specials and stuff provide. I mean, in Halloween, you get to see what everybody dresses up as. And in Christmas, you get to see what everybody gives each other as gifts. Definitely, like, right around December, it's sort of that that truce period. It's just like, you know what? It's the holidays, goodwill, etc. Let's just not be jerks for, like, five seconds. Which is sort of the moral of most holiday specials. Let's not be jerks to each other for five seconds, please. Except for Life Day, the moral of which is watch some Wookiees fritter away an afternoon. 
Actually, I think the moral of the Star Wars holiday special is B. Arthur is so done with everything. Anyway, I think that'll wrap it up for us today. Join us next comic review when we will finally get into the saga of Dark Gem. We are so stoked about that. We are so stoked for Dark Gem. I don't even care if it's bad. It's going to be great. The Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr. We are at the Gem Jam just about everywhere else except for Twitter where we are at Gem Jam Cast. We are also a Patreon-supported podcast if you like what we do and you have a couple extra bucks it'd be cool if you could donate if not just to spread the word that is also great no matter what we love you all you are our favorites until next time dear listeners i'm annie i'm kit and i'm mac and this has been the gem jam where it is the most outrageous time of the year